We are Gathering of the Geeks, a podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out the one where you can watch on your TV, computer, phone, or tablet. I'm one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> what's the matter? What's what's with the confused look on your face, sir? I always have that look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. What's up to Eric? Eric and I have been talking uh, Star Trek a little bit in the comments here uh, in DMs as well. So, Eric, how's it going uh, on this fine Sunday evening? Lauren, how are you doing? Uh, how's life? How's the show? How's everything? Ian, I was asking Ian about uh, um, Batman McFarlane action figures about 10 minutes ago. A simple question, and he started putting words in there. It's like he was like a science teacher. I had no idea what he was talking about. He was mentioning gold labels and and different things and different Those things. Are important I, to know. I was so confused that I didn't want to tell him that I was confused. He was like, you know, he's the cool kid, and I'm the I'm, I'm the I'm the loser. I, I kind of want to get on that conversation. For, yeah. So <laughs> all of a sudden, like I remember when we got we were talking with uh, with them. Um, what was it like a month or so maybe ago? Maybe Something more like when they were doing that that ET <laughs> stream or whatever, and they were just talking about toys. Luckily, before uh, we had joined, uh, well, for me, anyways, I I, I I can't keep up. I can't keep up with toy talk. You will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's up to Phil as well? How is everyone doing on this fine Sunday evening? Chris, what's happening, man? What did you get up to this week? Uh, yeah, that's a good question that I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> every week, that's a good question, and every it's a question I ask myself as well. What the hell did I do this week? <laughs> what did I? Cocaine Bear. I watched Cocaine Bear. Ah, there you go. There you go. Uh, Cocaine Bear was a lot of fun. Like I knew I was gonna like it. Like I expected to like it based on it's a bear, to, you know, high on cocaine. I mean, what's what's not to love there? But the that's movie kind of surprised <laughs> me with how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I think that if you go, if you watch it expecting like some kind of riveting, really captivating plot with twists and turns, you're going to be really disappointed. I would agree. I would wholeheartedly agree with that yeah. statement. It is literally <laughs> Smokey the Bear got a hold of cocaine, chaos ensues, people die. The, the, the Smokey the Bear is completely true too, because it like takes place like in a, a national it's, park or whatever. It's, it's like, yep, that's Smokey the Bear. <laughs> right. It's not far off. This is not Yogi Bear. Because I can, or maybe I guess that's good too. Either way, it's a bear. It's a bear, and it, bear. it eats cocaine, and it's amazing, mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. goes nuts. It's fun, mm -hmm. <laughs> and also the, the kills in it are, I think they're more creative than you'd expect them to be. Because I, I, I would think, okay, a, a bear is going to attack. It's just going to be one sort sure, of sure. attack. Sure. Just mountain bite, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's not what it is. Yeah. Like the ambulance, if anybody has seen it, there's a, a scene with an ambulance mm -hmm. that if that's not one of the best action scenes I've seen in a while, I'm wrong or something. I don't know. I don't know how that phrase goes, but you know what I mean. We get um, you. <laughs> yeah. I'm scatterbrained. But that was a really, really fun scene. So, Cocaine Bear was probably my favorite, well, favorite movie of the week. The, the the other kill that I really like is the one where they're the the two characters are in the tree, and the one facing the one up, and then mm -hmm. he falls down and like you're like oh he fell oh my god and then quickly the bear like leaps out of the tree jumps him right in the back and just very it's so quickly fun. 
And Scott the Kid from Sweet Tooth, who does not age, apparently. Uh, yeah, Gus. I was so happy to see Gus. Yeah, yeah Gus does not age. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian says Cocaine Bear is better than Shazam 2. I haven't seen Shazam 2 yet, so I'm not sure. Uh, Phil says only you can prevent wildfires, but can you prevent the spread of cocaine? Cannot. No, we cannot. <laughs> the endless scene was like, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to have John Wick fight a bear. Okay, so this comment. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I like that you know the context to this comment. <laughs> there, there's no context, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> with the way John Wick is presented on screen. Where he's mm-hmm. indestructible, he's ten times stronger than James Bond, Batman, and probably Optimus Prime combined. Right. I'm pretty sure he will just run in, uppercut the bear, and win. Yes. Like he'll uppercut the bear, and the like the jaw just breaks off or something, <laughs> something gruesome. Yeah. Without cocaine, of course. So mm. I still pay to watch it though. John Wick versus the bear. I'm in. <laughs> uh, rest speed, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. So, um. I didn't know he was in this until I was watching it. And I thought the last thing he was in was Blackbird, which I know we're going to talk about. Yes. And it, the Ray Liotta cohesiveness yeah. is very good here. Uh, in, the, in this, though, it was it was kind of interesting because he's, he's like a strung out Henry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. It's like if Henry had a, a rough go after he, he enters that, uh, <laughs> enters whatever the... Uh, the Witness uh, Protection Program. The yeah. Witness Protection Program, yeah. He, he just didn't take to it well. No, it didn't take, yeah. It didn't take. He did not take. <laughs> uh, he was surprised to see Alden. I cannot pronounce his name, but the, the young Han Solo guy, I was too, and I thought he was great in it. I was glad to see mm-hmm. him. Zeddy Supergirl Funko came in, which means the shrine has begun. <laughs> the shrine. Yeah, I wish he was in more stuff too, actually. I, I like him a lot. I wonder if he's been kind of typecast or scarred from Solo. Maybe scarred, but I, Solo, first of all, I like Solo. Same. Secondly, it wasn't, whatever's wrong with it is not his fault. Mm-hmm. It was also a Frankenstein of a movie. They had two different directors shoot two different versions, and then yeah. they mold them together. What it is what it is. What the hell? We've seen want? that before. Yep. So, Cocaine Bear, liked it. Good stuff. I call it delightful. <laughs> delightful. It is. It's delightful. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I was surprised with it a little bit, specifically the kills, much like you were. Um, the rest of the stuff, um, I don't know. It, I guess maybe I didn't know what I was expecting with it. Like the, the cast of characters, like Carrie Russell's in it and, mm-hmm. and then her daughter and Gus. And, I didn't really like that story too much. Yeah, well, um, like, wait a second. These kids are doing like they they're putting like yeah. a, a tablespoon of coke in their mouth from off a knife. I'm like, okay, wait a second. And maybe that's just because it's the '80s. I have no idea. All of, like, and that right it's at the start, I'm like, I like, I have no idea what's happening here. And, and like, so that kind of stuff didn't do it for me. But it, just the bear stuff, I wanted more kills and more uh, the bloody goodness. And by the end of it, that's basically what we got. So I was happy with it overall. And again, the movie is titled Cocaine Bear. I don't know what you should be expecting. <laughs> carnage. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute wonderful carnage. <laughs> when he eats the... Or she, I think it was a she. When she eats the whole block of cocaine <laughs> and then just kind of like lays there, I thought that was one of the best things I've seen on film in a while. Uh, our buddy Phil Walsh has an episode of Phil of the Movies where he talks about Cocaine Bear specifically. Check it out. Um, a comment that he made, I'm going to paraphrase and probably get it horribly wrong but he said that it's, it's like one of the reasons you go to the movies to see something like this and i wholeheartedly agree 
Mm. It's it's just a fun thing to check out. Uh, Zeddy says Alden is in a great movie called Fair Play. It's supposed to drop on Netflix later this year. Everyone be on the lookout. It's very good. I will watch that then. I like him. Hey, Cookie. She's with us. Uh, Ian says Daisy Ridley's next movie looks good too. I don't know what that is. Not sure. Uh, maybe there's a trailer or something. Maybe. No. Um, that's, <laughs> maybe. That's, that's the only movie I watched. Everything else was like TV series. I watched um, Superman Lois premiered this week, which I was pretty happy about. Mm. That was a good time. Good. And of course, Ted's back. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Ted Lasso. And that was a nice surprise that it was a day early, too. Yeah, you were you were beyond excited about that. <laughs> yes, I was very happy. It's, like, I was, it's like you were just refreshing the Apple page constantly, and you see, you saw that it's like ten, what was it tonight or something? I think you sent me. Yeah, you, I was, yeah. So I'm kind of confused. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a nice surprise because I was going to wait until two a.m. to watch it, so I'm mm-hmm. glad I didn't have to. Right. <laughs> but it was a superb episode. <laughs> Genuinely yeah. happy that it's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was great as well. Um, I know, I think I've saw some um, stuff online, not from not from fans, but from reviewers talking about the lack of humor mm-hmm. in this one. Have you seen that conversation? Uh, a lot of people have said, well, not specifically on this episode, but a lot of people said that about season two in general. The mm-hmm. lack of humor was a turnoff for them. Um, I didn't mind it, though. I like seeing kind of the deeper uh, storylines with the characters and getting to know mm-hmm. them better. And also, mm-hmm. it just makes them more human to know that they have these faults. Sure. They're more relatable with that. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't see anybody complain. I, I did have a friend who told me he thought the ending of Ted Lasso, or the episode of Ted Lasso was more depressing than the finale of Last of Us, which I thought was something. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't agree with that, but that's, that's yeah. Not sure if I uh, concur with that as well. but uh... Yeah, very different <laughs> scales here. <laughs> For sure. Post-apocalyptic, Ted is coaching a soccer team. Yeah, yeah, he's sad because his son had to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, big not difference. Because of zombies. Yeah, not because the zombies ate his kid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Ian says, "I think some people are turned off about the Nate arc." That's another thing. There are some people who just don't like what they're doing with Nate, mm-hmm. and they think it came too soon or too much too soon, which I don't. Um, personally, I agree with because I think the seeds are there, but I do get where that comes from. I, you know, that's your opinion, and that's cool. The the where they're going with Nate uh, just in the start of this season is very interesting, mm-hmm. specifically the uh, the press conference scene, um, yes. and 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 him checking his like social media and the way that Ted or that the way that Rebecca watches his pr- press conference and then the way that Nate watches Ted's press conference. I thought all that stuff was very interesting. And like you were talking about the seeds of Nate, um, that the seeds of acknowledgement that Nate wants and needs mm-hmm. from Ted and that he's not getting, um, which I think is very interesting. I, I, I love the Nate stuff. I think it's, it's very I like interesting. It I like that the addition of, um, well, not the addition, but the, the, the more of Rupert we see as well and his influence mm-hmm. that he's having on Nate. Um, not being okay with who Nate actually is as a person and wanting to change him to be more of the person that he, that Nate thinks he should be, but not who he actually is. I, I think it's very interesting um, that, that, that this show where, you know, there's, there is goofiness and then 
you know, there's Roy Kent and there's in a sewer and all that kind of stuff. But there is that the the deeper stuff as well. So I, I understand the 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 issues that people may have about the lack of humor. But I think that the drama or the meaning is outweighing and I'm not seeing the lack of humor just because of how good the show is um, with the messaging that they're putting in there, I think. I think it's just a good balance. Like mm-hmm. Cookie says it here, the whole this whole thing with Nate makes me sad, but I get why they're doing it. Yeah. I, it makes me sad too because I liked in the first season the way they were a unit, you know, him, mm-hmm. uh, Ted Beard and Nate. I liked that, and I yeah. liked the dynamic that they had. Mm-hmm. And also, I just kind of want to see Nate do well. And and so does Ted, and that yeah. and like that that's why it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, but that was, I think Ted Lasso was probably my highlight of, uh, viewing, highlight viewing mm-hmm. of the week. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched Mandalorian yet. I kind of forgot about it until just now. I mean, keep asking you. I, I meant to ask, I asked you about it yesterday, I think, and you had. Was it yesterday? Yeah, or the day before, oh. or maybe it was earlier this morning. I don't know. But I meant to ask you again this, this afternoon. I'm like, I wonder if he's watched it yet. Cause I need to yell at somebody about it. And I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been able to be angry yell about at the Ian. episode with anybody. <laughs> I think Ian would love to be yelled at about Mandalorian. Ian, oh, you, oh, Ian loves. He, well, I know he loved the first episode. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen his his thoughts about um, about uh, the next ones or not. But I was I was hoping to yell at you about it, Chris. So um, you can still you know, can. Why, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll leave it for another time until you've watched it and you can understand okay. what I'm yelling about. <laughs> fair enough. It is better to understand why you're being yelled at. That's fair. Yes, I I would agree about that 100. <laughs> percent um okay so we'll stick with what um what i watched this week um so i watched a, a couple of things <laughs> there we go so again maybe i'll yell at you about it later who knows episode three was oh. badass oh jeez oh god okay um <laughs> um okay so i watched a couple of things oh, a couple of old new things um this week um and starting off with the ray Liotta thing i watched blackbird um this week um so i got or i was on apple tv watching ted lasso um and i was kind of scrolling around you know i guess we have um i guess my wife signed up for apple tv or she has it because of her phone or or something i don't really know (laughs) um so i i found blackbird and i remember you talking about it months ago it felt like um i don't know when the show came out november october november um so I finally got around to watching that. I think I was nervous about watching it. Um, I had this conversation. I, I talked to you about this, about prison dramas. I'm a little scarred from Oz or scenes from American History X where bad things always happen in prison. <laughs> you know, there's there's a shower scene or somebody's mm. getting shivved in the side or something like that. So I was overly, overall, I was nervous about it. Hashtag prison uh, stuff. Have to, hashtag prison stuff. Um, so I, I finally put it on, um, that first episode and I messaged, I messaged you that it was developed, created and written by Dennis Lehane, who's one of my favorite writers of all time. He wrote Gone Baby Gone, uh, Live by Night, Mystic River, uh, Shutter Island, all, all, all those good ones. So uh, I was pleasantly surprised about that. And I kind of knew after I had seen that, that I was kind of like an inkling that I knew I was going to like the show. Um, so a roundabout way, it's a very good show. It's very compelling. And much like how Dennis Lehane is my favorite writer, I feel like the season plays out much like a novel where mm-hmm. you like every, every episode is a chapter. And once that, you know, that first chapter ends, you just, I can't stop reading this. I can't stop watching the show. 
um, because it is so compelling because it's so well acted. Um, and you know, Ray Liotta is in it and Ray Liotta is not my favorite actor. I actually find him, I actually find him quite annoying actually in a lot of movies. Okay. Um, so, and yeah, it, it's very strange because like Ray Liotta is more or less a beloved um, actor in some way. Somewhat, yeah. So my, it's interesting. My friend sent me last week, there's this clip of, uh, I think it's Ray Liotta and Jennifer Lopez on James Corden. And James mm -hmm. Corden asks the question about uh, who is the most overrated actor from the 80s or something. <laughs> and Ray Liotta, the total boss that he is, says Clint Eastwood. You know, and to badmouth Clint Eastwood in any way in Hollywood is like, you know, that gets you shunned and thrown out of Hollywood for the, for your whole life. And and then watching um, Cocaine Bear, which I, I watched as well last week, or maybe it was the week before, and then watching Blackbird, seeing, you know, Ray Liotta very stripped down in Blackbird. Yeah. Like, he's not over the top in any... And that, that's where, that's how I saw Ray Liotta, was an over-the-top type of actor. Um, and maybe that's just in my own head, and I, I don't even have any well, specific she, examples about that. People kind of, like, he's like a character sometimes. Sure. Because he he's kind of amped up in, in Goodfellas, and then you see some like Heartbreakers where he's really amped up or hmm. other stuff. He's kind of just that guy that screams. Exactly, and that's exactly what I thought. And it's so seeing him in Blackbird, where he's not in it that much, um, and the scenes that he ends, he, he um, he's mostly sitting down. He's not, you know, there's no action, there's no anything like that. Mm -hmm. But um, he plays the father figure to the main character, uh, Jimmy, very well. I thought, like, aside from obviously. Um, What's his name? Who plays um, Larry um, Philip Hauser? What the hell is his uh, name? Paul Walter Hauser. That's yeah. funny. The, you know the way you tell the story and everything. <laughs> listen, listen here, bud. Okay, I got nothing for you. For my, I can't tell the story on my own. I, you know how hard it is to get through my own stories without talking like an idiot. Uh, so the three main actors, obviously, um, uh, what's his name? Who plays Jimmy? What the hell is his name? Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton, uh, uh, Philip Walter Hauser, I think his name is. Paul Walter Hauser. Philip? Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> Larry. And then, uh, and I text you as well. I forgot Greg Kinnear even existed. Yeah. He's in the show. Um, He's good in Anyways, it. so all my thoughts about, um, my preconceived notions about a prison drama were thrown out. Obviously, some bad stuff happens in the prison, but um, in, a, in, a, in a very different way. And it's not as... Um, not as jaded and scarred as I once was. Um, so Blackbird's very good. I think it's a very well-told story. Uh, I'm glad that I watched it. I really like the the season length. I think it's six episodes or... Something like it. It's not very long. It's very short. So I was pleasantly surprised um, about that. You watched it, Chris, week to week, which I mm -hmm. which I didn't know you did that. I thought it was... A, Except I forgot the, that Apple TV was a dump, but it, it with, is, with, with, with Ted Lasso not. it wasn't, but... No, it, it was initially, but then it, now it's not. But um, the first two episodes were they they dumped those uh, on the same night. Hmm. So essentially, I watched the first two, and then it was week to week. Mm -hmm. So watching it in a binge isn't the easiest thing to do for the subject material, but also a lot of once uh, the main character is in prison, kind of doing his mission or whatever, it's just two people talking. Which is great. Mm -hmm. I love people talking. That's great. But if you watch an entire episode, the episodes are about an hour. 45 minutes of it are people talking. And then if you just quickly go right to the next episode, and it's the same people talking over and over again, it, it just became a little bit much to me. And I, by the end of it, I just wanted to know, okay, get to the end here. I need to know the mystery. I need to know the revelation of the of what happens and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So There is a revelation. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there is a revelation, 100%. Um, so 
it, it felt like it dragged that last episode dragged a bit for me, but it felt like that was just the binge um, aspect of it. Anyways, I'm, I'm very happy that I watched Blackbird now. Um, and now I got to watch Tetris with the, uh, with Taron Egerton yeah, as well. That's going to awesome. be on Apple TV. Like, so, whoever yeah. thought a movie about Tetris is going to look that good. And it probably will be that good. Um, but I can assume I, so. <laughs> but I completely recommend Blackbird. It's such a, a good story. And I think it's very engaging that it's well acted. It's just the subject matter can be difficult at points. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Especially think... toward the end. I mean, Paul Walter Hauser is... Yeah, I, I know he's not a disgusting human, but it's hard not to watch this and think, man, you are horrible. Yeah, that's the Kevin the Bacon effect for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's the one scene at the end where he kind of lays it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see later, um, Taron Egerton's character, Jimmy, goes back to his cell and Larry goes back to his cell. And you just see Taron crying like he yeah, cannot that's, fathom. That's the scene happened. I was telling you about. That yeah, night. that's what I figured it was. It's just like uh, it, the real life nature of the story is also pretty wild. To think yeah, it's about. a true story. Um, so I, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I kind of want to ask you this question. Did you get the sense the show was being not forthright, whether Larry actually did it or not? Did you get the sense that they left it open-ended in any way? Or did you get the feeling that the show told us that he did it? Because even in those, like the, whatever, like the, during the credits where they kind of give you a brief little history Mm -hmm. about, they said, you know, he admitted to it and then, you know, he later recanted his thing and the whole thing about him being a serial um what they call it a serial liar or something. Uh, yeah serial emitter a serial liar um or whatever do you get the sense that 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 was the case with the show or are you pretty set that he was the one who did it and that's yeah no, I, I think you get a definitive answer i okay. think up until the point well not to spoil it but there, there's yeah. there's a mystery to the show it's not really about yeah. whether he did or didn't do it but there's a mystery right. to the show and i mm-hmm. think that's what they play with because it's a show, but sure. <laughs> um, the point of it is is very definitive, I think. Also, I mean, you can look up the real story, which if you're going to watch a show, do not look up the real story. You recommended that I didn't do that, yeah. And you did it, didn't you? I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But that and that that's what I that's why I was wondering if if you were telling me that for a reason, like that's why. If there's some big revelation, let you know about about the the actual ending of the show like oh he's walking the streets now or you know something he was reformed or anything something like that i was just wondering how it how it was zeddy said people come at me about shazam 2 ian's upset i'm not digging mando season three sasha went out to shoot a new movie life's rough man i'm sorry (laughs) i'm so sorry well we'll get him on we'll get him about shazam though (laughs) <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I recommend Blackbird. Yeah. It's it's great. I'm 100%. glad you liked it. I'm very I'm I'm glad I did too. Um, and you know, crime noir novels, um, dramas, or something that you know come around not so often. I feel like either. Like again, this is very simple. Not a simple story, but simple told story. Well, I mean, if it were not a, a movie, lot happening, yeah. If it were a movie, it would have been like two hours. And I think you would have lost a lot of the nuance in it, mm-hmm. and they probably were just focused on how creepy Paul Walter Hauser could be. Yeah. They were just turned it to that. You wouldn't have really known Jimmy or the father or anything else. Yeah. I wonder if you would even got the backstory or not the backstory, but the story of, you know, Greg Kinnear's character and, you know, that side of it or just, they probably just cut him. Yeah. But yeah, good show. That would have been interesting. A hundred percent. So the other thing that I watched um, um, this week, another new old show was the bear on, I think you guys have it on FX or Hulu. 
Uh, it's on Hulu. I'm not down there, I watched it on Disney Plus Star. Hmm. Um, I don't know why I didn't watch it. I don't even remember why I watched it this time. I remember Zeddy talking about it a long time ago when the show was coming out. Um, it takes place in Chicago. Um, so I'm assuming Zeddy, you can let me know, man, in the comments if you had some kind of, I don't know, relationship to the to the story in that way or not. Anyway, it's about a guy who his brother dies, uh, kills himself, and he comes back. He gets left the restaurant that it was his brother's, and he he's a fine like fine dining restaurant, um, one of the best chefs in all of America. And he comes back and tries to um, work at his brother's restaurant and make it life again and make it good again. Um, great episode length. I think some of the episodes are like twenty five minutes. One of them's I think like twenty one minutes. I was about uh, to tell like. He, it's a re- it's not a I don't know what you guys call a deli down there it's 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 the place is called the beef and they make Italian sandwiches it's the but deli. it's not like yeah but it's not like there's an old Italian guy behind the door behind the counter slicing it and yelling and screaming at you that way I don't know I, I don't know what delis are for you guys down there it's kind of that okay so it's a deli that's good enough for me um, it's kind of like that that's fine um <laughs> anyway so I, I I thought um the cast is outstanding um I thought the story the way it played out was really good um the main actor jeremy allen white i think his name is he's one of the uh, actors from shameless um if you ever seen that show chris Mm. um anyways it's a really good show about a lot of things addiction forgiveness family um and i like the the um the restaurant feel to it as well the cooking um feel to it as well my brother's a um a personal chef um so i've been around kind of um uh, he's not watching so food snobs um <laughs> my whole life um so it was kind of cool that way that way to it as well um oliver platt's in it uh, oh i like oliver platt john berthnall's in it for five minutes i like john um, berthnall oh yeah so, i like sandwiches uh, I, I watch yeah it. well that's the other thing too if you just like food it's kind of a cool show um i know zeddy is a thing. fan of it i believe cookie is also a big fan of it oh nice okay i good. think um, a few of our friends have watched it. Mm-hmm. I h- highly recommend it, Chris. It's a nice, easy watch. It's, well, it's not an easy watch, but it's short. Thirty, Like I said, the episodes are nice and short. So. I make it to that. Mm-hmm. I'll, add, you know, I'll add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, add it to the list, Chris. Um, I think that's all I watched this week. I was going to watch The Bear. Um, or not The Bear, The Whale. <laughs> uh, very bingy. I agree with you, Ruben. I watched it in two days. Um I was going to watch The Whale this week, but I got hung up on Blackbird. So. I was going to watch The Whale and Everything Everywhere all at once, but I ended up... Oh, son of a uh, bitch. I know, but I ended up reading... Um, the one book I did read was... I, I reread Rebirth, Superman Rebirth, mm-hmm. and it's 12 issues long, and that, that took a chunk of my time. So. Yeah, I was going to say, when you, he's like, oh, I'll just read this book real quick. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. issues. <laughs> And then I did start to watch Scooby-Doo Meet Kiss or whatever the hell the cartoon movie is called. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. It's Scooby-Doo and Kiss, two things I like, put them together, let's see what you get. I agree with that. I watched like 40 minutes of it and I had to turn it off. I got uh, distracted. But... Um, so Ian has a comment here about the bear being one of his, the best shows he's seen. And I put it, I had a tweet the other day about can a show that's one season be one of your favorite shows of all time? even though the show is still ongoing. Like, they're, they're making a second season of The Bear. It comes out, um, I think, a few weeks or whatever. Um, what, what do you think about that idea that a, a show that's only one season deep into its run 
could be your favorite show, one of your favorite shows of all time. Because it is for me. I think the bear is. I was quickly and immediately in love with this show right away. I'm about to become incredibly biased, and everybody knows where I'm going with this. Interview with the Vampire season one is one of my favorite things in the world. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, I, I think you can do that if it if it's just that good to you and it grabs you that much, then yeah, and that's an example for me. Interview with the Vampire, or um, even I, you know, I really love Rings of Power. Right, because so. I was I was trying to think of my favorite shows of all time, and they're all older shows that I've watched over time, and you know, really grown to appreciate over time. You know, the Wire, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, um, Justified, Hannibal, exactly stuff like that. And I I can't remember watching those shows as they were coming out. Like I didn't watch The Sopranos as it was airing, but I watched Mad Men as as it was airing, so Breaking good. Bad. Um, but I can't yeah, remember the first a first season of a show um, automatically making me think that it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, you know, How I Met Your Mother for me also on the mm. lighter end of the spectrum. When right. I watched, I was like, this is for me. Mm. And coincidentally, the last season ruined it, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can see that. You know, if one season is that strong, it's, it's that strong. Even right. like if you think about a show like uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That first season was pretty good, right? Once you get into it, because I think they throw a lot at you, a lot at you in the beginning episodes, so you kind of have to get on board with it. But mm-hmm. once you once that point happens, that's a solid season of television, right? Yeah, and it, like it, it's interesting about saying, say like Game of Thrones, saying um, season one is my favorite season of television ever, mm-hmm. or whatever. And there's a difference between obviously Walking saying the dead. bear. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Season one of The Walking Dead or season two or whatever. But saying a, a one season is one of my favorite shows of all time, like mm-hmm. putting the bear up against Mad Men, you know, six seasons mm-hmm. of a show. Yeah. It, it's just something I, I can't quite wrap my head around at this point. But the bear, like I said, it just it just it just grabbed me instantly right away. Have you seen True Detective? Yeah, I've seen season one and season two. Um, I don't season three is the one with Marshala Ali. I think I don't I haven't seen that one. Hmm. Did you like it though? And, yeah, season one is incredible. Um, anthology, a um, little different, but I agree that um, True Detective season one is so good, so good. Freaks and Geeks is very popular. Have you ever seen this show? Yeah, I've got the I got the box set. It's a great show. I love it. It's, it's all those all those characters and all those actors who were, were who they were before they were. You know, Busy Phillips, Seth Rogen, James Franco, um, all those guys. I have no idea what it is, but I always hear it's great. Yeah, great great high school show. About uh, freaks and geeks, be, for example. Be, being a geek and being uh, the opposite of geek. Of geek. <laughs> so, he also agrees. The Bear is one of the best TV shows I've seen in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Eric feels that way about Strange New Worlds. Yep, that's good stuff. Yeah, TV, I, th- I think, you know, even if you don't like the later seasons, I think some people come back to certain seasons. Like, I'm a big fan of Honorage, but I think ah. the third season is borderline unwatchable. Which one's that one? Is that the Aquaman one? No, that's a season with the character named Dom and the Shrek doll. Dom. His most the, his the buddy from back home. Yeah, the buddy from New York that comes to visit. Right, and right, yeah, havoc, yeah, yeah. basically. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. that season is unwatchable. <laughs> but the first, the the entire first season is complete magic. That's an interesting idea too. Good, bad seasons of a good show. 
That'd be something well, I have to think about. When you about. have too many bad seasons, it ruins the whole thing. <laughs> well, sure, that just makes it a bad show. <laughs> exactly. You can't just have one good season because then it's terrible. Like, Heroes is a really good example of that. Hmm. Did you ever watch Heroes? No, I never saw. Um, Heroes, was it, it was a really cool concept. They basically were doing X-Men without calling it X-Men. So that's mm-hmm. what it seemed like they were doing. And it, it's a really cool first season. And the second season was just terrible, I think. Hmm. They went off the rails. They didn't go back to what they even accomplished in the first season. And I think the third season is where it actually died hmm. completely. And then they tried to revive it, and that didn't work either. Hmm. But that first season was great. Hmm. I, something about the the, uh, the premiere episode I often hear about that show. Like the, the pilot is, yeah, the pilot is supposed to be incredible. It is. It, it's um, it's I think really, I've heard, really heard or read that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if it's available streaming anywhere, but I would, if you wanted to check out even just the pilot, it's worth watching. Hmm. It's got um, Zachary Quinto in it, I think, doesn't it? Yes, that's the first time I saw him in anything. I thought he was pretty right. cool. It also it has, um, oh, what is that guy's name? He was in Rocky Balboa. He's in this is us. <laughs> no. Oh, Milo Venta something or other. That's right. Yeah. Milo Venta. Yeah, he's he's really good in it. Um yeah, Phil says the quality drop in hero is devastating. It's hmm. really something. It is really is. A, a reason? Uh I have no idea. I just know like show career, uh, the creator left or showrunner left or no, something. I don't think so. I think they just thought they were making a different kind of show. I don't know. Because hmm. the, the first season really is it's like X-Men Light. And you would think, mm-hmm. okay, so the second season is going to be like an action kind of storyline, or maybe they come together. They don't. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just this bizarre thing that happens. Also, a lot of really talented people worked on that show and mm-hmm. were, you know, on camera. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you only read uh, Birthright this week. Nothing, uh, nothing new, nothing else. Um, I don't know if no. there was too much. For you this week. Well, there was Harrower number two, which I will get to in a little bit, probably. There was mm-hmm. also uh, Nemesis three. I actually don't know what the big two had this week. <laughs> um, Superman Lost. Uh, I wanted to issue read that, number yeah. one was this week. It was incredible. Um, Superman goes on a mission with the Justice League. Um, hmm. He gets stuck somewhere for twenty five years and comes back um, to Lois, but it's only been a few minutes for her. Um, so it's a it's really interesting canon, story. Right? Uh, no, it's 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 a ten issue or twelve issue okay. um, series, so it's limited, uh, which is very very cool, um, very good. Um, it's just another great Superman book of twenty twenty three. Um, so I cannot wait to read um, the second uh, issue. So good. Laura's wondering if it's worth getting because she's heard mixed things. I it's, um, it's very good. I haven't seen anybody talk about it really. I saw one or two people, but not speaking about the quality of it, just that it exists. Mm-hmm. Yep, big fan of the art. Um, and the writer, Christopher Priest, who I don't know. Um, that sounds familiar. Yeah, so just looking at his uh, page here, he wrote, uh, he's writing the new Black Adam series that's out now. I think he did something about Deathstroke, too, if I remember correctly. Oh, is he his the guy did that Deathstroke Inc. or something? Yeah, he did Deathstroke for Rebirth as well. Mm-hmm. Um his, his page is humongous um, on League of Comics. So uh, if you're into Superman this year, which I think a lot of people should be, um, yes, Ruben, that's right. He wrote uh, the Deathstroke Rebirth as well. Um, anyways, I, I love it. It was great. Can't wait for the uh, next issue. Um, don't know what else there was from Marvel. I'm sure Marvel had something. 
probably said X Men books and Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm Wolverine. Yeah. I'm actually getting probably more behind because this week I wanted I want to read the Poison Ivy book. Yeah, we've been saying that, eh? It's, it's actually <laughs> no, it is at the top of my list this week. I want to read the Poison Ivy book, yeah. and I also want to check out World's Finest from Mark Wade because I'm kind of on a Mark Wade kick now, I guess. Oh yeah, nice. I've heard it's great, so I, I want to check it out. So I'm going to be doing some backtracking with DC. No, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Any with unusual that. indie comics because it's always good. Always good. Um, so that's pretty much all I read this week. Uh, Little Monsters 11 was out this week as well. Um, it's the uh, second to last episode uh, issue. Um, it ends next next month. Uh, cool. Hey, Bob. Um, next week has got the, I think it's the final Batman One Bad Day uh, book as well. Is it? Uh, Rez- is it the uh, Rish one? Rez- yeah, the, yeah, the Rezo Rule one, uh, Tom Taylor. Um, so that's out next week. There's a lot of hype going into that one. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing Tom I, Taylor's doing. Yeah, I wonder if Lauren, if you want to say, just I know she's mentioned that uh, Razo Ghul is one of her favorites, mm-hmm. or is her favorite. So I'm interested to see what she thinks um, of it. Yeah, that one's gonna be popular. Mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the more high-profile writer, high-profile writers that have done one of these books. And it's kind of interesting that he took on Raish because he didn't write Raish at all during yeah. his historic run. We're going to call it historic now. <laughs> I would. It, it gets the people moving. We're going to use adjectives like that. So um, in his historic run, he never touched Raish al Ghul. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what does he have to say about Raish al Ghul. Or Raz, sure. however you want to pronounce it. I mean, you do. You. Yeah, how, yeah, how do you do it? You said you said Raish. Raish. I'm a Raz guy. I'm a Raz guy. Okay. I, I, well, I think it like begins... And you have that lady, am I pronouncing that right? Raz Al Ghul, which I think That's means right. it's wrong because it runs as Rach. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was watching an interview with Denny O'Neill years ago, uh, which was, if I remember where it was from, I'd tell you, but it was a great interview. I'll say that. And um, <laughs> he was talking about Rach, and he, he pronounced it as Rach, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just cool. thinking that this is the last one for that one bad day. I wonder how, if they keep it going, <laughs> they do another one. It'd be great if they if they started a series with another catchphrase from a villain and went off that. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. That would be. I don't know where they, what they would do with it, but if you could mm. just pick another one, because the one bad day concept I thought was fantastic. Yes. It all it takes one, but the way they used it was not what I expected. Right. So it, it's kind of just Batman stories with a title on it. There was nothing mm-hmm. one bad day about it, but still. Right. Well, I, I know that, um, um, and Eric made reminded me about this mentioning Tom King. I think him and um, Mitch Garrett are doing some kind of sequel to their Riddler story. Oh, are they? I thought I read that somewhere. So, have you read any of the Last Ronin? No, Ninja Turtles books. I can't do it. There's too many of them. It hurts my head. Well, you can read the Last Ronin. I, I read. I read the first issue. I know who the Last Ronin is. So. <laughs> I don't know I who know, the last Ronin is. I know who the, or I don't know if this last Ronin, I know who that turtle is on the cover. And I don't know who the turtle is. Okay, so that's fine. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Yeah. It's one of the four. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. It says, I mean, One Bad Day had King and Tamaki, so definitely quality writers all around that series. Yeah, no, they, they were all good writers, but I think like when we're talking about high profile writers, I think King might be the most high profile, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Maybe I am. Yeah, I probably King am. Tamaki Taylor. 
I know Lanzig and Kelly did the Clayface one. I can't remember who did the Catwoman one. Um, John Ridley did the Penguin one. The majority of them didn't have a bad day. Exactly. It was not a bad day. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I was expecting each book to be like, oh, something went wrong. Sure. <laughs> and you're like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> no, every really. every every page turn up in the corner of the yeah word bubble. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's what I expected. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's what we read and what we watched this week, Chris. Um, before we go any further, though, guys, if you're in the comments right now or if you're watching the replay, make sure you hit that like button, please and thank you, Chris. We had a poll last week, and uh, for science, my man. Um, and this was one that you had thought about. Uh, something was was uh, stirring in that little noodle of yours. Um, that's about, that's yeah, uh, we were curious about the, you know there's how you watch things, how you're watching us right now, or how you watch your favorite TV shows, whether it's Ted Lasso or how you watch movies. Uh, what do you watch it on? Do you watch it on a laptop or a computer, um, a tablet, a phone, or your TV? And of course, the Batman is on HBO. Max. Uh, second place winner this week, Chris, Chris was uh, HBO uh, Batman. So there you go. I saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, our friend Grab says, the only thing I watch on my computer is YouTube shows. The reason for that is I won't make my wife watch the nerdy shows I watch on YouTube. <laughs> um, Stephen Hayner says TV and tablet. Uh, Phil says TV. Cookie says TV. I need the, the biggest screen possible for reading the closed captions. <laughs> I understand that completely. <laughs> I, I I feel that one for sure as well. Uh, Ian, he tries to watch most of the things on his TV, especially movie shows I've been looking forward to. Although if it's a rewatch, I sometimes use my office computer monitor because my kids and my wife often use the living room TV. I only use my phone during commutes. Uh, Comic Guy Steve says if it's a TV show or movie, unless I'm traveling, it's a TV 100% of the time. Sound system and the big screen are a must. I could do the PC slash laptop if necessary, but a phone? Nah. I'll wait till I can get it somewhere with a TV. Chris was Chris. This was your idea, uh, your mm -hmm. thought. Um, where did it come from? What what, uh, what made you think of for the, of this one? It was actually a random tweet I saw. I forgot who, who <laughs> what the tweet was, but it was someone taking a picture of their laptop and they were watching something on it. And I was thinking, do people watch stuff this way? How do you watch your stuff? That's kind of where it came from. Also, I just realized I went on a rant about Tom King being historic when we we're talking about Tom Taylor. Sorry about that. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that happened. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I that's where the idea came from because I primarily do not like watching on anything but my TV. Hmm. Uh, so that's my thing. I, I like to watch on TV. But I, it seems like a lot of people prefer tablets or laptops, mm -hmm. which is kind of surprising to me. Um, but at the same time, I, I guess it makes sense because it's it's a bigger it could be a bigger screen when it's closer to you. Mm -hmm. Maybe people enjoy that. I don't know. So what do you watch? Um, you know, what, Ian said he watches things on his phone on a commute. Do you do you do that often? Watch mm -hmm. something on your phone if you're out somewhere, or you'd rather just wait? I'd rather wait. The only thing I watch on my phone is are trailers, of course, stuff like that, YouTube videos, sure. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, or like when I've been on planes, I'll watch something on my phone. And I really sure. don't like doing it. Like, I've said it before. Watching Barbarian on a phone was a very weird experience. <laughs> why? Why were you doing that? Were is that when you were going down to to Florida? Down to Disney, yeah. yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that. <laughs> on the way there. <laughs> That's fun. But yeah, um, I generally don't like watching like full movies or TV shows on my phone. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I watch um, mo- 75% of the stuff I watch on the TV, but I watch most of Blackbird on my iPad. Um, just laying in bed at night, staying up until midnight, just watching a show. Cause like sometimes it's, you get more comfortable laying in bed, watching something. Um, it, it's tough though. That feels much more smaller scale for me. I like, I don't know if I'd want to watch for the first time, the last of us or rings of power or house of the dragon or something like that. I feel like I'd want to try and watch it on the biggest screen possible uh, in my house rather than, uh, at the theater or what have you, but it feels like something that is smaller, like a drama or um, a comedy. I can, I'm okay watching on a tablet rather than hmm. a bigger, grander scale, something just on my TV. Something that looks prettier. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ian says, most apps have a download feature. So if you have a long commute, I take trains in Tokyo, so it works. My phone is decent size. If you hold it to your face, it's the same as a TV. I agree, it is. When you hold it like that, it is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. The sound quality is not too bad either, depending what you're using. Like, mm. I think with my AirPods, I'm usually pretty good with that. Sure. But and Frank's uh, got an interesting comment there about quality. You know, an iPad has, you know, in a, in a, a smaller scale, might have a better quality than a TV might. Um, well, so the, the, screens, the screens on iPhones and iPads are pretty high quality these days. Yeah, for sure. So even like when you play a game or something, it looks really good because the phone mm. is made to look really good now. Right. And, you know, they, they do push the idea of watching things on phones and, and things anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. Now don't you, tell me you're going to watch it on your phone. You know, I, I wanted to watch Tenet on my phone just because. <laughs> just to stick it to him. <laughs> just because. How about that, Mr. Nolan? Yeah. It's just as confusing <laughs> on my phone as it is on a TV. <laughs> That's right. Didn't change the story there, pal. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe the secret is unlocked if you watch it on your phone. Maybe that's the key. That's it. That's the. That's key why he didn't want us to watch it on the phones, because <laughs> then you understand it. Like, oh, I'll spread the news, and then nobody mm-hmm. can watch it. Have you and you mentioned before about gaming on your on your phone or whatever with the PS Five uh, mm-hmm. remote play or whatever? What's that like? Yeah. Uh, well, I've I've played the the latest Ninja Turtles game like that. Yeah, so, the Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Right, a PlayStation Five controller, and I think an Xbox as well can hook mm-hmm. up wirelessly to your phone. So right. I'll just prop the phone up and have my controller, and it works seamlessly. Mm-hmm. It's really fun, and it's a good way to play because generally, if there's on-screen buttons, I don't like playing a game like that. Yeah, like, yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I rarely play games on my phone anyway. It's good. It's like I'll play Marvel Snap, but that's not really like a, a move around mm-hmm. fight kind of thing. Or stuff like Bejeweled or Tetris, even. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I save TV shows and stuff to watch when I'm on the... I can't pronounce that word. Elliptical. There you go. I'm scared <laughs> of rain tonight. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, Ian says, everything looks better on my 28-inch 4K monitor than my 65 4K TV because the pixels aren't as spread out, I guess. That makes sense, too. Mm-hmm. Also, if I'm not mistaken, monitors can handle like the motion flow stuff better than most TVs. Mm. I could be wrong, though. Because you, know, you get like those waves and stuff. I remember watching the finale of Mando when Luke Skywalker shows up in my mm-hmm. bed. At, I think it was six o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to go downstairs and watch the episode, and my my kids wake up. So I remember just had the iPad in my bed watching it. So um, I, I I use the iPad when I don't want people to hear, <laughs> you know, much more smaller um, 
smaller idea of it, I guess. I guess that makes sense too. Mm-hmm. I think the only way, like at home, the only time I ever watched on my phone was um, I watched a shadow on my phone for some reason. I can't remember why. With Alec Baldwin? Yes. Yeah, nice. Great film. And I think, that was, I think maybe that's, I, I couldn't find it on a streamer. Hmm. It's like, well, maybe I'll find it on my phone somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was on YouTube. Yeah, nice. I think YouTube had it up. So. Uh, okay, so that's our thoughts on what you guys watch your stuff on. Um, it is an interesting thing. And you, Chris, you had thought that uh, and then computers were a big one, and that was the least voted on option. Um, Surprised, was, yeah. Was the laptop there? So um, obviously, I think yeah, YouTube is a big one. I, I like watching YouTube on my if I connect my or I download the YouTube app. Um, I remember watching the Lost in Comics um, award show. Yeah. You can have the, the comments on the side, and you can kind of do your thing and have it on the TV as well. It's nice seeing uh, geeks on uh, full full big screen TV. <laughs> it's kind of fun watching it nice. on YouTube. Yeah, I've watched it before like that, too. It's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right, Chris, that's pretty much it. You got anything else you want to talk about? You want to stretch the show for another 10 minutes? Or we didn't have too much to talk about today. That was kind of a quick one, but I did want to mention we are going to have the... So this happened a few weeks ago, and we kind of just forgot to mention it. We put a poll out there asking you guys... We what? forgot something? Get out of town. We did. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that never happens. Yeah. But um, we asked you guys... what. First, we said we're going to have a new thing coming weekly or bi-weekly, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we asked you guys to help us name it. A quick gathering one. So uh, I don't remember if we explained it, but it's going to be like a, a news thing where we... Because generally, we don't talk news on here. Nope. It, it's kind of rare when we do. So we'll be covering news stuff on that. And that'll be starting soon. And it's... <laughs> you, he had to mention it, didn't he? Listen, I, had to, I got a new light. Okay, and Chris mentioned how I looked like. What did you say? It looked like it was in three D or real or something. I just the shine on the yeah, the shine shine on the top of my very head. Very real. Yeah, <laughs> god darn it. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. So anyway, uh, we're gonna have the quick gatherings coming. Those aren't gonna be live shows. They're just gonna be um, like fifteen to twenty minute videos. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fifteen to twenty minute videos covering just if if the news thing kind of sparks our interest and we want to talk about yeah. it, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, a little bit of news to, to get you through a week. And um, we, like you said, Chris, we don't talk a lot of news. We just kind of do our thing here where we talk about what we um, consumed in the week. And a lot of news goes by. Um, and like you said, it's a nice little short, um, 30, 20 minutes, whatever, and it'll be on our YouTube. So, guys, please make sure you are subscribed that to our YouTube thing. channel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're better at that stuff. So, yeah, look for that. And uh, I think that. Pretty much covers it. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm forgetting something. There's a new Redfield trailer. Do you guys should go watch it? Oh, Chris is beyond about the, the Redfield trailer. And I was yeah. like, the, the TV spots are out. Holy lifting. They're really, uh, really it's going here. down with the market. It's fun. Crazy it's fun. Here. I wasn't expecting the black and white um, old school either. thing. And I'm wondering how that's going to play into the movie. Uh, um, flashbacks I, or. I, I, I selfishly hope that the movie starts out the way the 31 film does right i really hope that's what it is but we'll see hmm. less than a month so so Almost crazy. It, could, it could be the worst movie ever and it could be just one of the best times ever i think i'm going with the latter yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um, okay guys it. that's it we got a short little show just kind of 
um, came chat and hang out like we do every Sunday. And I uh, just want to say thanks to everybody for jumping on. Um, actually, pretty pretty great comments today and a lot of interaction. So thank you to Phil, Ian, uh, Frank, Bob, uh, Chris from Austin Comics was here, Zeddy, Lauren Cookie, uh, Travis, Travis jumped in for a Ruben. second or two. Yeah, Ruben, thanks so much for uh, watching, guys. Um, and we'll check you guys uh, next week and keep looking out for our stuff on YouTube. Um, and if you haven't already, listen to our uh, chat where we, uh, Chris, I, and Nico from the Vigilante 1939 talk about the season finale of HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, it's wherever you get your podcasts. So hit us up uh, there as well. And uh, Chris, uh, let people know where you can uh, they can find you. So first you can find the new thing I'm doing with my buddies, Bill Walsh and Andy Caruso. It's a DC-focused podcast over at DC Unlimited Pod on Twitter. You can follow me directly if that's your thing, at that Chris 7 <laughs> As always, I prefer you follow the show, this show, at G of the Geeks. Emmett is much better with all the subscription and other plugs, so he'll take care of that. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis Seven. Gathering of the Geeks is available on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Gathering of the Geeks and you will find us. Everybody in the comments, make sure you have liked this video and let us know in the comments uh, if you're watching the show on rewatch as well. What you guys think? And if you watch on your iPad, yeah, or you're watching on your iPad, or you're yeah, <laughs> let us know how you're watching us right now. In uh, uh, saying all that, uh, thanks everybody for watching, guys. For Chris and I, Emmett, and we gather on Sundays. Have a good week, guys.